Uh, you know, I think that Charles Pierre Jr., uh, the running back, I don't remember seeing him much early in the year when we played him, and all of a sudden now, you know, he's starting to, you know, get a lot of carries. Of course, uh, Travis Tice, he's a really good player, but um, you know, I, I, from a personnel standpoint, overall, you have a pretty good idea. But they have a good idea who we are too. And welcome to a Friday edition of the Jack Michaels Show. Jack and Derek here in our very colorful, Griswold-esque looking studios at 1020 yeah. South 25th Street. Let me ask you this, Derek, because both of you are going to, you and I, are, both of us are going to sound like the combination of a, of a James Earl Jones meets Larry King because we both had tickles that are, that, you know, yeah. they're finding their way through our vocal flaps and all that. 100%, so, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to sound maybe a little deeper than we normally are. And apparently, 75% of the people that, that we work with are running around with a little bit of a That's sniffle, right. huh? Yeah. yeah. But three you, years ago, we'd all be sent home. Yeah, three years ago. No, my gosh, we'd all have been... Maybe we should be now, but... We would have been uh, handcuffed to a couch with, uh, you know... Maybe you and I kind of sound like Patty and Selma, you know, that... Uh, Homer's sister-in-law's and the Simpsons. That's kind of what we got going on right now. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that reference. That's yeah. really, really spot on, yeah. actually. Uh, yeah, but I come back here this morning, and uh, it, look at this. And I'm thinking, did Derek do this? This was pretty cool. So I know we're on radio, but if you could see the fan studio, we're very festive today, very holiday. Yeah, but if you look at what our, our sister station did to, like, the hallways, I mean— I mean, I kind of look like you know Charlie Brown's Christmas tree compared to the Griswolds, what they did throughout oh. the hallway. I mean, right? I yeah, mean, it's, pretty impressive. It's pretty yeah. bonkers what pretty it impressive. looks like if you didn't make the Christmas party this morning here at our yeah. studio. Ours kind of looks like a, in having relatives, uh, you know, down south and whatnot. If you get into some of those really dry areas where they never have any snow, but you know, they still love Christmas and the sure. holidays. But you get to see some of like the parking. Uh, canopies, you know, because they just park outside, and someone just throws a couple lights up on that parking canopy. That's the type of Christmas I can't wait for. When I become a snowbird, <laughs> that's the one. I know. I'm, I'm dreaming. I, I'm dreaming of a concrete Christmas or a brown Christmas, or whatever. Well, I just, I, and, and I've, had, I've had plenty of white Christmases, Jack. I really to, have. Well, to that to that point, this weekend. So yeah, we've just been we've been blessed and touched with the warm weather, you know, and we're, and we realize that we can't get used to it, but we feel like we're playing with house money. And then uh, all of a sudden you're thinking, things look pretty good through December. But here comes the one little glitch yeah. uh, later, you know, today, into tonight, into tomorrow. And it's not necessarily the amount of snow or all the precept. It is, it's the combination platter and that wind that does stuff. So we're going to yeah. have to navigate through this tonight and tomorrow. And once we can get in the backside of that, it doesn't, you know, you might get your brown Christmas. Yeah, because it looks like it's not going to last long. Like it's supposed to be nice again next week, right? So yeah, according to two tall's forecast, we'll be okay. I, uh, I, uh, uh, good to have you on board today. The text club is open at three five two seven zero three five two seven zero. And I don't know. I mean, normally, you know, you know, it's Jack, and I, I usually off, I, uh, upbeat guy. You know, I mean, I'm a pretty good guy, and so you're not going to find me often where I'm not, you know, get a little positivity. So I don't know why I'm going to have a question today, today that has to deal with a little. Maybe um, uh, pet peeves. Um, maybe that's not the word. Um, thing. Case in point, uh, Derek, a little thing that, that you shouldn't let bother you, but it really does. 
And and I, I and I I've said this before, and I fly a lot, and and it, it happens, you know. It, but why do people put their seats back on the plane? Because you can, right? I, I mean, I mean, it's legal to. It's not illegal to do yeah. that. I never do, never have. And people I usually, and I'm usually with sports teams, so a lot of taller people and whatever, and sometimes never do that because I'm always, you know, I'm really concerned about the person behind me. And the young man yesterday, our last leg of the the flight there, well, the only leg, I guess we flew direct from Chicago. Um, I knew it. And boy, he's uh, settled in his his seat right in front of me and I'm surrounded. Actually, it's Casey Barovich just to my left and I'm in and she's kind of you know doing this, playing games. And I've got a video. I'm going to watch a little Netflix movie and I'm going to feel comfortable. Tight, but comfortable. And then the inevitable. Wrench. And here comes the seat. Well, oh, let me ask you. you oh, know, yeah. oh, wow. But, I mean, here, I've kind of thought of it as standing up at a football game or the hockey. You know what I mean? You know, it, it's, Great example. It, I think it's kind of the same type of thing. So, if you're comfortable with everyone standing in the game and just accept that's what you're at. Yeah. So, does if everyone reclines... Then you're going to be okay. Yeah, it's, it's got to be one or the other. You're right. You're all in or you're not. Yeah, yeah. And I've never found the all in group because I uh, and I I just never do. And it did. And so he's back. And he means well. And I'm I, sure think, I think a, you a, should. I think just a, a nice young man that happened to be on an all night uh, red eye from L.A. Uh, back to the northern part where a little uh, a, a lady was about four foot eleven, maybe five one tops. And I first saw it, I went, oh, fantastic. There's no way. Wrench, I'm like, how could you five foot? What yeah. you could curl up and sleep in it? But that was so. My left knee today is a little, little tight. I had a chair. And I suppose in it you for do a hours. lot of your booking through like the the school or whatever, so you don't really have a choice. I have so no that, choice. Yeah, no. So because yeah. you're like you, you got to be the type of guy that says, "Are you comfortable? Open up this emergency door." Yes, I yeah, am. I I'm can good. do whatever. I'm, right I'm like Superman. Man. I did have I an emergency on, on one of the the flight to St. Louis. We we yeah. fled uh, on this last trip. But here's the thing on those emergency uh, row seats. And those are well, obviously those aren't reclining because you have that the space. Right. But the you've got to have the hips of olive oil, you know, just thin. You have to have the you know my your hips. It's like the seats when you went to see a Brewers baseball game. They just all of a sudden made their seats tight. So I've never noticed that they were different there than the other ones. Oh, it just it it feels tight. So I I don't, I don't want to start with pet peeves, but you by the way nailed one of mine too. It's like really you're going to stand the whole game. I just dropped this much money yeah, on the I ticket. Yeah, I mean, you got to kind of know stand. where you're going to be at, right? I mean, Same just... thing as a concert, Derek. Really, you're gonna you're gonna stand the whole concert. Yeah, it's one of those things you got to kind of be. Yeah, you got to know. It seems nitpicky, but uh, and and I am sure he's a nice young man. And I didn't say anything, and I uh, I'm a forward sleeper. It is a uh, neck pillow forward sleeper. It's mm-hmm. easy to do. You should try it. It's really, yeah, it's really easy. I don't to know. Do. You might have to cave. I don't know. I uh, uh, t- tough ball game that I broadcast Kids Day, and I was catching Drake in North Dakota State women today. It's Kids Day there too at Drake. Oh wow! Yeah, fifteen hundred. I think there's five thousand children at the Drake game today. Five thousand. Yeah, that's got to be like herding cats. Yeah, I can imagine five the chaperones for that thing. Thousand kids. There are easily a couple thousand. Uh, oh my! Uh, I guess yesterday, yeah, that that I was in it was it was it was great for the kids, and I all I could think of to make it sound was like, wasn't that the best? You know, when you're a fifth grader or a fourth grader, sixth grader. I mean, first of all, you're trying to impress. You're trying to, you know, who knows what you're trying to do? You're cool. Maybe you got a little elementary crush on somebody, and, and now you've taken it outside the classroom to this venue 
where it's 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 basketball and it's jumbotron and all that. And and I love it, but the same token, you're right. I don't know if I'd be the chaperone on that. You almost got to throw the hands up. Yeah, not easy. Yeah, I kind of wonder too. You know, being at high school games, I'm yeah. just going to throw this out there. What what do you got? Is it the responsibility of the high school principal and everyone else who is like in charge of more or less security, right? They hire mm-hmm. teachers, you know. Is it their job to take care of your kids, your elementary age student? You know what I'm getting at? Are you at the same venue? Uh-huh. Yeah, because they're running all over. Yeah. And there's no one really supervising them except for I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's a that's an that's an intriguing thought. Because right? you see, like I can accept the okay, the kids are playing football in the end of the end zone. You see that all yeah, the all time. All the time, right? which is one of the greatest things in the but world. I enjoy that part of it. I mean, that's fine, right? But to be kind of running around the hallways of the new facility that I was at last night just seems a little bit, you know. Then yeah, that's another. <laughs> we really negative today on the uh, the show. I kind no, of. I mean, it's just something to throw. Well, right. it can be something. Things that you kind of think are a little, yeah. you just make you go home, as our senior hall used to say. Yeah, it's a text club at 35270. On top of that, uh, what's the greatest, pl- the little uh, hidden pleasures of life? Something that gives you a little um, um, smile, like like un- un- unexpected and I'll give you an example of this, and we'll, we'll rock out today's show. Schloss joining us today, by the way, at 1220. Thank goodness. Uh, with the weather... Uh, speaking of which, will that hamper anything going to North Dakota, North Dakota and CC this weekend? Uh, I'll, I'll go this way. Uh, in fact, forget the pessimistic thing and the, the Ted Peef thing. I'll go this way today and Friday. Normally we go music. I, I found, I had a sweater on, the one I'm wearing today, and I, I reached in, I, had, I, I forgot where I'd put that earlier, and I found that. And in there were these little earbud headphones that I had thought I'd lost oh, nice. like two weeks ago. And they were in the pocket of this sweater that I've got. And I thought, what a great feeling that is. That's equivalent of finding a $20 bill in your pocket, right? That's another yeah. great feeling, too. Yeah. You get your pants out of the dryer, and you reach into the pocket, and you got a $20 bill. Mm-hmm. That's a hidden feeling. So throw your hidden your hidden goodness, uh, hidden feelings there. That I'll give you another one. Oh, it happened last year. Hit every green light on the way to work. Oh, those are little things, especially I, working on 25th Street. Right. Yeah. I've got three. I've got four, three and a half, four lights, I suppose, a roundabout and three lights. Hit every green light on the way to work. There's my hidden mm. thing. John Rahm is going to live. Derek, he's getting a uh, – uh, th- there's two sides to this. You know, there's the sellout side. And then there – well, he's a good guy, and he's joining Live Golf. Uh, so this is going to give more credibility – to the to the Saudi, you know, live golf tour, three hundred million will make you do that. But you know, which way do you look at this? Is selling out or this is good for live golf? I thought that live and the PGA are going to start to be more in cahoots too. Or did I miss that somewhere? I mean, that they're going to start doing more stuff together. That I, that I think they started that way, but I still I, I think the connotation still is they are okay. They're still rivals, separate and taking players away. So I don't know that that story uh, started making some rounds, and and by the way, since I left, uh, the Vikings named Josh Dobbs are starting quarterback. Correct, yeah. Uh, my other question from the sporting thing uh, today on the text club at three five two seven zero. Jack just throwing questions today. My other question today is Justin Jefferson is coming back, and he's going to play Sunday. Uh, 
highly anticipated return. Right. The list that you would make of highly anticipated returns of athletes is what? Is filled with whom? List of highly anticipated returns of athletes due to an extended period of injury or perhaps retirement came out of retirement. Now, Michael Jordan uh, would would definitely fit this There are bill. two basketball ones that come to mind right away. Jordan. Jordan coming back from playing baseball for two years. Yep. And then Magic Johnson coming back oh, playing with AIDS. HIV virus. And then him taking the court with AIDS. How about Which that? at the time was... And can you believe there, maybe the equivalent of you know let's not go outside in the summer of twenty twenty, you know, right? And, and you just talked about like two years ago if we had a sniffle we'd right. have been you know exactly. blah, 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 how the world treated COVID you know you're just like you're a leper and you might as well go live in a village uh-huh. by yourself or no, and no one's ever going to come around and leave food on your door. Did you feel that way a couple times? Yeah, boy, did that happen yeah, that way? Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah, especially in my. Two, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to you know the pick two the scabs false, on that the way. two yeah. false positive. Yeah, did, did you feel a little bit like that? Uh, so, again, the most anticipated returns in sport. Justin's been out for, what, Derek? Four? Six. Six? Yep. Month and a half? Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's an the Chiefs game. Anticipated return. So, uh, that, I'll throw that at you today uh, also. So, your most anticipated returns in Sport. So we'll throw that out and, and we'll dive a little more deeper into that. Uh, CC and UND, we'll touch on that. Uh, the the uh, uh, Brad Schlossman coming up. Uh, line one is ringing. Uh, my guess is it's it, a Friday Paul it's visit. Friday. Is this the Friday Paul call? It is. Friday Paul call. Happy yep. Friday, Derek and Jack. Hello, Paul. I'm going to predict uh, two games the, the Bison game tomorrow. Okay. okay. Bison are going to be South Dakota 44-13. Wow. Wow. Yep, and the Vikings are going to be beat the Raiders 24-14. 24-14. I can see that coming to fruition more. 28-14. All right. That's a good call right there. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, you have a great weekend. The Friday Paul call. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, ready to go. Paul uh, always predicts the winning team are the ones that he roots for. Yeah, funny. You know, that's a well, it's not a bad thing. You know, it, I I will say though, I've heard predictions, and I I don't want to be negative here because I'm pulling for the Bison to win. Well, forty, and, and I get where Paul's going. He and I even even today in our in our in our Christmas party where folks came through, hundreds of people made through way through our station. A lot of them obviously Bison fans, and they they popped their head in the studio. And hey, Jack, I went, hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, how are you? Hey, and we're shaking hands. And uh, your thoughts on the game. And there's a couple there that I said, I kind of looked through the windows where we are here in our studio, and I went, probably, probably close. And I got more, no, 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 separation. And I'm thinking, I get that, that North Dakota State is, is, is playing better football and a more balanced attack yep. offensively. But I've seen South Dakota firsthand. Yeah, they're good. And and if unless they've they, well, North Dakota State has seen them firsthand they've, too. They've done yeah. too. Unless they've seen them implode the last few weeks. And no, I think it's be a close game. But I I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bison win. If they win by a couple of scores, I won't be shocked. But this forty four to you know Doug Lyric and and Robbie kind of having fun this morning. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think they're having fun. Happened. But I mean, I mean, you did just win a game in overtime, but with a blocked uh, extra point. I mean, that's, and not to wow. say they can't win by more. I just. You know, this is a physical team. I'll say this. this firsthand, I so. will say this. If, if North Dakota State puts up 
the north of 28 points, 28 and above. They should win. I will tell you that they will probably win. Yep. Uh, because Aiden Bauman's a good quarterback. Tice, they now now even South Dakota's the Matt Ansern and our montage. You know, they've developed a couple of uh, running backs now, not just Tice. You know, their tight end, JJ Galbraith of South Dakota, is a dude and right. they go for him. So this it's not like a South Dakota team that's gonna three and out every time they have the ball. Now, granted, they're not scoring a lot, you know, and, and UND had them shut out at halftime ten nothing. Uh but uh, I'll tell you this, that uh, I uh, in the vision of forty plus or fifty plus I, yeah, I, if I see it, that'd be impressive. Well, it'd have to be but a lot I've of turnovers, that, right? Yeah, I mean, if you I've get a pick six, defense. block, punt. I mean, that, that's when things can get out of hand is if you get turnovers, special teams plays. There, that's where yeah. you can get it. But that's that hard defense. to predict. If, if NDSU drops 40 on South Dakota, I will show you a team that's probably going to fare well against Montana as Correct. well the next week if Montana beats Furman tonight. Quick timeout, Brad Schlossman on the other side. It is a Friday edition. Jack Michaels and uh, and uh, what did you call their names out of the Simpsons? Marge and... Yeah, it's Patty and Selma. Patty and, Patty and Selma on a Friday edition, 740 The Fan. Veterans, your mental... Uh, the anticipation of this particular game, I think, is that we said on the text club today, with Justin Jefferson returning to the Vikings lineup Sunday at Las Vegas, give me in the sports world, in the history of sport, uh, a highly anticipated return. That is the question for the text club today at 35270. 35270 uh, is the text number. Hello, I'm Larry King. You're on the air. I've got a little Larry well, King. I'm only missing the suspenders today with the voice. It's pretty good. I right like there. that. The it just be Wolfband Jack then. I don't the, <laughs> <laughs> the anticipated return. For us, it's Brad Schlossman. You know, we had that Brad on for a couple of weeks on a Friday. So I love our return of Brad Schlossman on the Jack Michaels Show with Derek Hansen. Hi, Bradley. How you doing, buddy? Good afternoon, guys. Now, uh, you're back from, you know, last week, the Denver series. I, I And I don't know what the, if this team needs needed anything to propel them even more to a to – a, higher mark or any kind of confirmation, Brad, that, that this team is really, for North Dakota, uh, that kind of team. It might have the it factor on that. But when you erase a 4-1 deficit in the way that they did on Friday, and, and despite coming back the next day and, and, and falling in overtime, but you walk out of the, the mile-high city with four points, what did, what did you see, Brad? What did it tell you? Did it confirm anything you already knew? Let's start from a week ago before we even get into this weekend. Yeah, you know, I think the one thing that's been uh, nice for UND in the first half of the year is they've been able to play a lot of the best teams in the country. So it, it's not only that they're off to a hot start. You want to see how they compare with everyone else and say, well, um, you know, sometimes you may play a weak schedule and a team has a great record and you say, okay, well, they've got a great record, but what's going to happen when they play someone? Well, they've, they've played a lot of the best teams and they've played some of them on the road. They went out to BU, uh, they split that one, and now they uh, went out to Denver. And, you know, when you see the way they match up with these top teams, I, I think it's been a, a big positive for, for UND. I don't think at any point they've really been overwhelmed by teams. I don't think they've really been hanging on, hoping to try to uh, get points out of the weekend. I think a lot of the times they've been able to dictate. I, I think the other way it's been important is the first month, month and a half of the season or so, UND led almost the entire game in huh. all these games. They are scoring the first goal of the game at an incredible rate right now. And they are 
they were consistently playing with the lead and then finishing them off, which was a good sign because, as we know, last year they had trouble uh, finishing off leads. So they did that. But the Denver game now, and they did it against Bemidji State too, but they showed that when they get down, they can come back. And I think that's just as important because you are not going to lead in every game all year long. And, and there are going to be instances where you get back. And I think uh, when a team is down three goals on the road at Denver and still uh, is able to climb back and win that game, that's a really good sign that they've just been able to win all different types of games and they've been able to do it against all different types of opponents in different venues. Brad Schlossman joining us today, UNDCC tonight and tomorrow, and you're right about that. I mean, we just heard, you know, Matt Ant's uh, comment there about his game with South Dakota. What did he say? Can't afford to get off to a slow start. If I had a microphone in front of Bubba Schweigert uh, during the regular season into the postseason, can't afford to get off to a slow start. If I had a microphone in front of Mallory Bernhard, Derek, yesterday and Brad, yeah. can't afford to get off right. to a slow start. Everything is just predicated on can't get off. But even after, even on the games they did, Brad, and it's a, it's a very point. Derek and I do sometimes call the anatomy of a win, you know, the anatomy of a win. And when you take your scalpel out there, Dr. Schlossman, and you start cutting into the anatomy of wins when you're down four to one and you're looking at the layers on why you're able to heal yourself and come back and then gain strength and win a hockey uh, game, you know, is the anatomy of toughness? Is the anatomy, as you feel back, the reason that they did because of veteran leadership? Is the anatomy of a goaltender that, okay, puts, draws a line in the sand and says, okay, I'm going to stop it here. It's up to you now. Is it the anatomy of defense, specialty? Where where in that surgery, Brad, is the anatomy that is in this UND team? I, I think it's almost all of the above, and that's why they've been so good. I, I think if you're relying on your goaltender, and that is the uh, that's where it lines up. And all of a sudden, he has an off night. Then you lose, right? But as well as he's played, they've had nights where you know, hey, he didn't have a great start, and they were able to win in a different way. And I, I think that is why they've been so tough to beat because um, you know it, it isn't just the same method to victory. They have won games where uh, Ludwig Person has been unbelievable and has been the reason they've won. They have won games by uh, scoring seven goals and just exploding offensively. They have won games where they've blocked shots and made it uh, a fairly comfortable night for Ludwig Person and, and done well in that sense. So I think it's really been kind of uh, the sum of all parts, and, and that's why they've been able to win so many games because – you know, if you're really saying, okay, it's just this one thing. Sure. If that one thing doesn't work, you lose. And and that hasn't been the case. And I, I think the, the other thing I would say is probably there's some confidence in there. Um, when they get down, there were times last year where all of a sudden the team started pressing really early in games and taking unnecessary chances. And I did not see that. When they got down 4-1, to it's not – they didn't really panic. They were – they were confident and comfortable enough that they could play their game and not get out of their style and still come back and win. Well, and Tim and, and Darren, that. Brad, Tim and Darren, I think I heard on the broadcast, and is that uh, said with all due respect to last year's team, and it was genuine. Said we don't win this game last year, the four-one game. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've said that like eight times this year already. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, you know, th- th- there were times when. Uh, you know, just the way UND has shut down some leads this season. There was, uh, you know, there are so many games like that where 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember another game where another team uh, came back from a deficit and then UND came out and popped another goal. And it felt like when momentum went the wrong way, last year's team was not able to stem it at all. And this team really has. And, and I think confidence is a big thing. And you know what? P- part of that probably does come from Ludwig person. They, they know they have a really high-end goaltender back there that is going to um, cover up some mistakes. But I just said no time have I seen them alter their game to try to uh, catch up or uh, they've just kind of been confident that if they play their game, they're going to win. And they've done that almost all season. Brad, as you know, we talked about transfers so we're blue in our face, mostly regarding the football, but boy, West Fargo native Cameron Berg spent the first two seasons in Omaha. Wow. I mean, what an impression he's made early on. He's been great. You know, I uh, watching some of him in both junior and at Omaha, I knew he had a really high-end shot. He, Omaha set up their first power play unit uh, to get pucks to him to shoot because he can one-time a puck, he can really rifle a puck. So I knew he was a scorer. I didn't know he was so good in all the other areas. I didn't know he was so reliable defensively, that he was going to be one of the best face-off guys in the league, which is something they really needed uh, in the middle this year, and they've got that. Um, you know, he, he just does so many things outside of scoring that I really don't think I was aware of until he got here, and that's been so important for them. Brad Schlossman, Grand Forks Herald. You can catch Brad's uh, beat writing on uh, and, and on air on the broadcast. We'll have that for you. KFGO tonight, uh, Tim Hennessy, Mike, and, and, and the crew. And then uh, you'll hear Brad. Brad's a multifaceted uh, drug everywhere to talk a little hockey and more. And he never gets tired of it, do you, Brad? You and you know, by the way, Brad, as much as you're pulled within like 15 different stations and people want to talk to you, you like talking hockey, too. You enjoy talking hockey, don't you, Brad? Yeah, if I didn't, I'd go find a different job. Right? I mean, this so. is, you know, but put yourself in Brad's spot. You know, everybody wants a piece of him to get his thoughts on a, on a game. So I'll get your thoughts on this, is that Colorado College, and Derek, you mentioned this when I brought it up on sports this morning. I, I had said that this is going to be the, what, like 270th meeting between North Dakota and CC tonight. And the, the 173 victories that North Dakota has over Colorado College are the most over a single opponent in the history of the program. And and and, and Brad Derrick went, Wow, CC, I don't know if I'd have guessed that because they had a you know, they had, they had, a, they had a windows of strength where Colorado yeah. College was at. But Don Lucia got a job with the Gophers because, because he was so right, good there. Right. Yeah. So so I don't know, you know, 173 wins over CC, the most over any single opponent, right, Brad? So I don't know what that means uh to you, but uh it, it's a number. Yeah, I guess it means they've played a lot from the very start of the program. Um CC obviously had some really great teams right around the time UND was starting their program and uh, won national championships. But um, I guess it comes down to how many teams have been uh, in the same league as UND throughout their entire existence, and CC is one of them. So um, that probably goes into uh, a lot of that. Yeah, that's it. Makes sense, Tom. If you want to buzz in, you can call two three seven thirty seven sixty seven triple eight four five eight six nine two six. If Brad likes your question, we've got a plate of krumkaka for you today. Uh, we had a Christmas holiday party today. I've never seen so much krumkaka, Derek, in a once radio station in my life. By the way, yeah, I don't know if left so much sugar is good for your we, voice when you're struggling, we, but I pl- had plenty we of got it. So much krumkaka, <laughs> Tom. So if you need krumkaka, please come in. Tom, good afternoon. How you doing? You're on with Brad. Uh, good afternoon. I say I tried the, I tried the donuts this morning. They were delicious. Yeah, pretty good too. Donuts were good too. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, my question is, um, is the commitment of Michael Emerson uh, coming in as a goal scorer in the USHL. It uh, seems like he's been uh, a healthy scratch. But what can you say uh, about his development? Thank you. Love the show. Thanks, Bye. Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think one thing that he's having a challenge with is UND. This is one of the deeper forward groups I've seen here. And they have a lot of guys that uh, uh, probably could get in the lineup. And they're, they're trying to balance that right now and, and get guys in. Uh, Emerson came in, uh, was it a couple weeks ago? He had a few shifts early in the game, and he turned a couple of pucks over. And when that happens, and you've got good players behind him, like Dane Montgomery sitting there ready to come in, um, you know, he comes in. So uh, consistency, I think, is one uh, area that uh, Michael Emerson is going to have to uh, uh, pick up a little bit. But I, there, there's a lot there. I think he's a guy as an upperclassman is when you peg him to have his breakout a little bit. He can skate. Um, he, he's not necessarily like a pure goal scorer, like a, a Besser or anything, but he scores a lot of his goals by going to the net. He, he's always around the net. He's really good at putting away pucks around there. And I think he's a guy that, um, you know, especially with the deep forwards, it, it, it's going to take a little time for him to have his breakout. But uh, upperclassman, I, I think he's going to be a really good player. Brad Schlossman joining us today, 740 The Fan. Good to have uh, Brad on board. A couple of minutes remaining him. CC tonight, puck drops at 707 and 607 tomorrow. And then you can explain pairwise. For those that don't know, and it, it's a statistical comparison uh, metric that, that is used to put it. But for those that, that hear guys like you, Brad, talk about pairwise and Coach Barry talk about well, this and the pairwise and that, it, it literally is what it says in regards to you know placement, tournament, things of that nature. But break down pairwise, if you can, for those that aren't familiar with that term, uh, Brad. I think the pairwise is something we are all posting and celebrating this week <laughs> as the college football committee uh, completely botches their <laughs> four-team tournament. And you have a team that's undefeated, and they just decide, eh, no, no, we're going to take them out. Yeah. It is that that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Um, you know, they're, right. they're, they're, sorry, now you got me on my rant. Right. Well, no, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know that this was going to trigger. Yeah. Back, I didn't know this was going to trigger a rant. Yeah. So I'm glad I asked this question yeah. to to Brad. You, you have a uh, anyways. You have a Florida State team that's winning every game by at least a touchdown, and they pull them out of the tournament because they say they're not the same team and they put in an Alabama team that seven days earlier almost lost to Auburn, who is coming off a 31-10 loss to New Mexico State. So uh, the, the whole thing is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. College hockey does not have to deal with this because they actually have a formula that everyone knows what it is before the season. It's updated at the end of every single game, and you can watch it. Uh, at the end of the season, you can even plug in uh, hypothetical results and see how it will change the pairwise. Uh, score doesn't matter. It's just the, the results of the games. Um, and so at the end of play, as they go into the selection show, we know with 100% certainty what teams are going to be in the tournament. Think about that. <laughs> and so it is. And the reason they're able to do that is there's enough play between conferences. Football would have a tougher time doing that because there's so few games and there's not enough play interconference play there to um, accurately have a for formula. College hockey has one. 
And so we can sit there and watch that move throughout the season. Right now, UND is number one in the country in that uh, formula. And um, uh, obviously that would uh, net them a number one seed in the tournament. But it is I don't think we've celebrated uh, pairwise uh, <laughs> any other week like we have. I like it. I had it on my list to ask Brad just from uh, from those naivety that tried to understand, and, and he's right. They're, they're, you listen to Brad's response right there. There's a, there's a mental clarity and refreshness that you just heard of him breaking down what the pairwise means to hockey, as opposed to the uncertainty of of the football. And I know they're not, as Brad says, they're not directly. Capel, you can't just use one formula for the other because of the reasons he said. But. Well, I think, to, yeah. but to his point where he hits the nail on the head is, I think also with college hockey, and maybe you disagree with this, but they have the right amount of teams. You know, it's that Goldilocks thing I said with college football where you don't want too many, but you got to have enough too. And I think now that there's four conferences and you'll have an automatic qualifier, you know, four big conferences anyway with the Pac-12 going away, and then you're going to have pretty much the automatic qualifier is going to get that by, and the other eight teams are going to work their way in. Does that make sense? I think that's probably the good thing with all this, Brad, is that yeah, maybe sure. maybe it was just you know poetic for all these years that we argued about who's one, two, or three. That yeah. this is this is how college football is going out before they get a 12 team tournament here. Yeah, I think we all know that the, the reason uh, that they're probably picking Alabama is the name and the history. Well, and the SEC, too, is going to take their ball and go home if they don't. I mean, that's just how they are. They're threatening that. And guess what the the thing about the pairwise? It's just a formula. It has no idea what your name is. It has no idea what you did last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. It just measures what you did this year. And if college football had that, there is zero chance Alabama would be in the tournament over Florida State. But you have humans making these decisions, and they say – well, you know, let's. The SEC has been good in the past. Uh, you know, they don't look and see the SEC hasn't won a single big non-conference game the entire season. Um, they, you know, so that is just kind of the human error that comes in, and in college hockey, that doesn't come into play. So I think everyone really likes the fact that there is this formula. We all know what it is, and especially the small schools because they know there isn't the committee that's going to say, well. This has a big name team that's done well in the past. Let's put them in over this small school that's having an unbelievable year. So, uh, um, let me ask: yeah. you, Do you like? I mean, do you like where the college hockey is at? Because what I like about it, I mean, I think they're kind of at a Goldilocks moment. And the reason I say that is the times that UND has been a bubble team, we can go into the NCHC tournament. You know, sitting at the end, and we go into that Exxon Energy Center, and you tell me, Brad, they got to win out. They can maybe go, and they could maybe finish runner up and get in. I think that makes the conference tournaments intriguing. I think that's going to happen in football, too. But that's what I like about it. I think it's just right. Yeah, a few teams don't make it. But, you know, if you do a little bit better in some of these key games, it makes the regular season mean something. It makes the conference tournaments mean something. I think they have the right formula right now. Yeah, and the, the conference tournaments are exciting for that reason, that a lot of teams are battling to, to keep their season alive. And with the depth in college hockey right now, I think there are legitimately so many different teams that can win the conference tournament. Last year, CC finished seventh in the NCHC, and they played for the title, and they were very close to making the NCAA tournament by making that run. Things like that can happen uh, in college hockey just because it is so deep right now, and there's so many good players that can be spread out so many teams. You're also seeing that with the addition of Augustana, who has instantly been competitive because mm. there are so many good players 
um, around. And it's been boosted by the transfer portal and the fifth-year senior thing, but that's another story. Um, but they, uh, certainly there are a lot of really good players in college hockey right now that can be spread over a lot of different teams. All right, well, let Brad get going. Derek, when I was on with you, I guess before I flew out this week to for UND basketball, and we were talking about Heisman winners in schools, yeah. and Brad from the uh, from the uh, I scratch my head really kind of category, you know that North Dakota, and Brad knows, but I mean uh, the, the general thinking here, if I asked our audience on a, on a weekday noon show, say, hey, how many Hobie Baker winners do you think North Dakota's produced over the years? Oh, man. How many times do you think people would say, ooh, they'd be in their car driving going, All right, what do you think, like four, five, six, four, five? Do you know that, uh, and Brad, you have the answer, right? Two. Two? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. Six. Six of them, really? And, and, I, and I bring it up, and I obviously cart in front of the horse here. <laughs> that was my back way of asking you if they're – is a potential one here, uh, Brad, on this year's club. But does Derek two two makes you scratch your head a little bit? Going really two? Well, I, it was I, like I, I knew Duncan it was low. I knew Hurt. it was low because I've heard Tim talk about that a little bit on his show on our sister yeah. station. I think a little bit, but yeah, because Herkis is one, and then and Ryan Duncan, I believe, was yeah. the other, yeah. right, Brad? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's um, yeah, that's kind of funny. I mean, you look at I mean, Duluth is kind of an outlier with their six. They have more than anyone in college hockey. Um, Denver is to Michigan State to North Dakota to Wisconsin to you know uh, a lot of these uh, you know Michigan at three so a lot a lot of these um, uh, big name schools uh, you know don't have a ton but yeah Minnesota Duluth has kind of been this outlier that uh, has produced so many um, Hobie Baker winners yeah I and I I, just, I I thought I'd throw that out today because I I was a little. I mean, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's like, I, I just yeah. thought, you know, it just feels like, you know, some of the dominant programs like data, like UND to me would probably have like, I don't know, like four, you know, three or four, but just the two. Well, I think when you look at it with all the national championships they've won, and I, I, it's because they've yeah. had even teams, right? I mean, that, that, that there's been balance. You just look at the line that they had in 2016 and, and you know, Cam Johnson, you know, I, and I, I think that's the part of it because – Let's face it, m- many of the ones that they've won is because of the goalies, and the goalies probably don't win the Hobie Baker as much as they probably should. Hello? Yeah. There he is. I think we just lost Brad. That was a good one to end on. Yeah. Uh, I hope, like, he didn't get swept. Yeah, I hope we, I mean, we... He didn't get hit by a sleigh or we something. we time out or, on him? I don't know. Sure. sure. We'll tie. Then, we, then, we, then the pay is $20 more an hour for that. Yeah, exactly. Bradley, we lost you, and uh, but it was good information today. I always love when we get Schloss on, and he can dive inside the numbers. Thank you to Brad uh, Schlossman, Grand Forks Herald, and you can hear him during intermission reports on uh, the coverage of, of uh, North Dakota hockey um, on 790 KFGO tonight, pregame at 630 the puck drops at 7.07. In fact, Duluth has had two in the last decade, 11 years. Think about wow. that. And UND's had two in their history. Uh, quick timeout, and we'll come back and uh, kind of set the stage. We got high school hoops tonight on the fan, the Fargo Force uh, doing well. Oh, yeah. Brad just texts we started breaking up. Are we okay? Maybe it's that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe both of our. Uh, maybe it's it's gone into the microphone. Well, yeah, exactly. Now the, our gremlins. We've, the gremlins have gone into the mic. We've given the microphone the virus. Now <laughs> stick around. Uh, final thoughts as we move ahead here. It is. Uh, we'll let the weekend roll, and uh, we'll see where the what happens uh, this weekend. But Force UND got Barnesville and Kindred tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that next on seven forty. The fan.
740 the fan, KNFL. The um uh, we'll set the stage so we can hear games people play. If you think you turn to the Jack Michael show and we like we like food for questions, I kind of I throw out these questions, uh, Derek, because it make your brain think. You know, the pops always said, you don't uh, lose your brain, uh, use your brain, you lose it, right? So we, right. we try to do that, and I kind of honor Dad with a lot of those questions that we throw out. So I got a two-hour bus ride, uh, drive, uh, flew into St. Louis, we're uh, chartering a bus into you know eastern Illinois there, and you're going over the Mississippi. Big river, by the way, large river, Mississippi. Very mighty. You don't say. Very large. You, you know, I went down the Twin Cities three weekends in a row, right? Yeah, you're yeah, familiar. I, I'm familiar with yeah, how it familiar looks. Familiar with yes. the Mississippi, yeah. even yeah. whether you're in St. Louis or Minneapolis. I went through St. Cloud, actually. Oh, Got yeah. to see it. Large, yeah. large yeah. river. And uh, so uh, it's it's the, hey, Jack. Uh, so sitting behind me, one of our uh, red shirt girls, a good girl, uh, Paris Bass, B-A-S-S, Paris, great name. And I turned to Johnny Moe, one of our assistant coaches from Detroit, and said, Moe, give me your four greatest basketball players the history of the game with four oh letters in their last name. Now, this is a question we usually ask for baseball, right? Getting Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Pete Rose. You know, it's a typical baseball question. No one's ever dared to ask that in basketball. So this is what carried us for about a half an hour. And uh, so we went into the, uh, you know, Dave Bing and and so-and-so. At about <laughs> nine minutes into the thing goes, oh, how about Larry Bird? Well, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and it was like, how did, we're morons, because how did we wait that long to say Larry? But it's one of those things where you forget, and like, oh, wait, yeah, maybe Larry Bird. Well, yeah. If you ever Derek seen the, Rose. I played up. the Nolan Richardson thing of at the Hall of Fame. Did you ever, have you ever uh, seen that? Uh-uh. And I want to grab it. He says the GD in there, so I don't want to play it here. Oh, but sure. But he, uh, he says he was driving in, you know, along. He was just listening, he was, he, and he went to UTEP. So you heard Indiana State playing New Mexico State, and he hated New Mexico. Or no, it was New Mexico or Me- New Mexico. Yeah, one of the two. Like, so, yeah, so they're rivals, right? Lobos or the SA, whichever. So, so he's he's sitting there listening. He goes, man. He goes, he goes and all I heard was, bird, bird, bird. bird. And he goes, he goes, my heavens. I was like, man, this brother is unbelievable. <laughs> and then I go pick up the newspaper the next day and said, what? <laughs> Larry, this is the guy that yeah, they're talking about? And Larry Bird sitting in the hit, crowd. Magic Johnson sitting behind him, and they're laughing. They're, you know what's That's off. That's funny. They yeah. hit from French. I Lake. mean, Nolan Richardson, what a storyteller he was in that oh, whole yeah. thing. But that was just great. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's a YouTube thing. I can maybe clean it up and we'll play it Monday. Yeah, so. that's uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so that was our, our question, Kevin. I, I keep forgetting what we had, but I think we had Dave Bing and Larry Bird and, and someone in the back said, what about Chris Paul? I went, eh, is he top four, though, really? Ooh, though, I mean, I mean it, it, it's a ball he player. is going to go down as one of the best point guards, like it or not. I mean, for me, and a, a guy who I think is a little bit unheralded is Jason Kidd with two Ds. There's another great call that we didn't even bring up yesterday yeah. or two days ago. You know, and another guy who I think they even play in the same team with Phoenix is, you know, Steve Nash is pretty good. That's and, another great call. That That's a fantastic get. Yeah. I mean, there's Canadian kid. Uh huh. So there's uh, there's a few out there. If North Dakota State buys in football, sustains any kind of a ground game with their backs. Now I get it. Quarterbacks can scramble, but here's the deal: South Dakota has good team speed defensively. And I know I'm getting messages, Jack. What's your breakdown? Here it is: South Dakota State has pretty good team speed defensively, meaning they contain corners. There's this. Uh, you know, we saw a couple weeks ago with Sac State. 
uh, and North Dakota would be Aiden Bennett kind of breaking contain and getting out. Right. That doesn't happen often against South Dakota. Well, and give North Dakota an assist for putting that on film, by the way, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, right, that, right, that matters. Right, I mean, I don't right. care that what you say. Helped. Yeah, I'm sure Coach Newman I mean, I'll like, say this to the prep bowl. You know, Eden Valley Watkins saw the same power T formation with Cannon Falls. Yes. And they made some changes. Yes, they I did. watched both games. We had the coach on during the show it, talking exactly. about it. Exactly, and they, they made some changes to that – that fullback trap that made a difference. So there's no doubt USD. I mean, they're, this is what they do for a living, a too. Great you know? point. So to my point uh, tomorrow, as you're uh, viewing the game, uh, and, and North Dakota State is is running with some degree of authority up front between tackles, you know, and then kicking out and, and getting, because you're not going to run too far, because, again, the linebackers are pretty quick, too, for South Dakota. But if they're gaining some advantage between the tackles with a ground game, and that lends itself out. And whether you roll Cam out or Peyton's in their quarterback, whatever the case may be, that should be your first indication. Uh, this thing, uh, th- this game, uh, on, on top, here's the other thing. You think you can get to Aiden Bauman because, uh, okay, he'll roll out as a Southpaw quarterback for South Dakota. You can get to him, but he's kind of sneaky, sneaky good in the fact. He's not the guy that's going to blow your socks off and impress you, and this guy's going to be the end-all, be-all quarterback, and he's this kind of guy. But he's got a little bit of a... Got a little bit of that, like a like a Brooks Bollinger to me, panache to him. He just has sure. a way of of making plays and making the throws, or making the right reads, or getting the ball out on time, or locating his tight end on, on like a stick, you know, route that, that's it's going up the hash. But the same thing that I think why North Dakota State came in this game is equally the the concept for South Dakota. So it's pretty simple to me, Derek. It's pretty simple to me. You run the ball effectively between those tackles of North Dakota State and utilize. Don't have to get fancy here. You just have to be tough. And, and if you can be tough and you can win just a brief part of that that line of scrimmage, you're going to punt a couple times. There's going to be some special teams. There's those hidden yards and all that. And at the same token, shut down Tyson Company in that backfield. And then that tight end to me is the the tight end for South Dakota to me is, is a guy that you are used to watching South Dakota State's tight ends, at times North Dakota State's tight ends. That J.J. Galbraith, to me, is such a key player for South Dakota's offense. He finds himself space, and he gets open, and his quarterback and him have a good relationship. That, that to me, is this game to me. And, Derek, there's going to be hidden yards, and, yes, of course, turnovers are always a factor, but – the hidden yards on special teams. North the Dakota special teams are huge. I North think. Dakota went to South Dakota and returned a kickoff, yeah. uh, 102 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, you and I might be coming back Monday and saying, "Hey, how about those special teams of North Dakota State? They had two big punt returns that set up things and a kickoff return that put them in a position to score." If all the time the dust settles, Derek, it might come down to that. And I think so. And I hope my. Uh... He's got Barnesville bloodline, so I'm hoping Jake Cavett can have another big game. He's yeah. rolling right now, you know, going after the quarterback. Biggest difference, you know, we got Jay Bartley's Green and Gold show tomorrow, and the day of the UND game, you had Tony Satter in here in yep. the studio right. saying they got to get under center and give their running backs a chance. This, you know, taking this pistol formation, handing He's off, spot on. And what have they done? What has Tyrell? They've done a lot of spot that. Spot on. And he knows Satter probably has said something because sure. he's he's opinionated. He doesn't mind saying what he wants to say. <laughs> And it's been a different maker ever since they got the doors blown off them That's at it. the line of scrimmage in the UND game. And now if they've gone under center, given the running back a little bit of time to get through the A and B gap with a little bit of momentum, not stand there and try to sprint yep. as the linebackers are coming at him. That's made a difference. Smart. And that is going to be a key factor because – it doesn't help out the offensive line at all if that's the, what you have to block for. So nope. it's made a difference, and I hope they keep on and doing I'll, that. I'll tell you another thing. If you're watching this or you're there 
Keep track. Get a get a blank sheet of paper and put USD on one side, NDSU on the other, and then just go one, two, th- count your possessions. Yeah, that's going to be huge. You too. come back and tell me how many possessions are in this game. There, there are not going to be a lot of possessions in this game. This is going to be a game that <laughs> you're going to have to be efficient on the possessions that you right. have because both teams can stretch this thing out and limit possessions. It is, it's, it's, it's an intriguing one. I think Montana gets Furman tonight. Uh, well, I, and that's intriguing to me because I want to see what Furman is. You yeah. know, they were ranked as high as two. Right. And then they lost and fell apart in the, fat, in the last game of the season. So You go out to Washington Grizzly Stadium. Yes. And I don't know what the weather's going to be in, in Missoula, uh, but we saw it last week. <laughs> You're going to be able to run through it. I think they get it. South Dakota State, I still believe it's their tournament to lose. 100%. Without yep. question. So we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, have fun. Uh, have fun taking it in. It's going to be good. Derek, we got high school hoops tonight. Yes. I you had high school hoops. Yeah, Breckenridge is uh, down Barnesville with a three-pointer. And then the Galwin, she hits a three-pointer in the corner. So a nice way to, to kick off right? my return to calling games from the hard court, which has been When's the last time I've called a basketball game? I I've, love I've, this. I've, I've called football. I love you've been a radio for a long time and done a lot of stuff over here. And I like the fact that you you know, and, and obviously we we need play by we get play by play people here. Yeah. But when no, it's people fun. are on the road, Derek jumped in. So I wish my voice would have been a little bit better. So, you know, I yeah. kind of felt like Peter Brady in half of the game. But you know, no. Bob Roars be calling everything for us here in a second. Mm-hmm. And Bob will be on We're the trying. mic tonight. The uh, force, in case you haven't noticed, they're skating well. They're at Lincoln. You can hear that on 1019 Jack FM. And then Brad Schlossman. Thanks for coming on, Brad. Uh, the UND hockey tonight against Colorado College. Tim Hennessy, Mike Lemoyne, Darren Looker, the crew. You can catch that on 790 KFGO. Vikes and Raiders coming up on Sunday. Dragons are at home this weekend. and uh, Bemidji State. Bemidji State. And the Cobbers are at home against uh, Hamlin. So go over there and eat a hot dog the size of a table leg at the auditorium. And, and so this is like bonus for you. Like I've... I go to like places. Like, you know, not only is it good to go watch the entertainment, but the food is good. Too. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Where was your game last night in I'm, Barnesville? I, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. You know, <clears throat> you know, the soft pretzels are good there too. Yeah, they're really good. And maybe better reason of pigs hot dogs at the Twins at the Metrodome is a you know, big factor why I go to every home series. <laughs> I'm going to go shotgun some more Krumkaka, Derek, in the lunchroom. We've still got a pound or two left of that. Common Man is coming up next. Thanks for the calls, the text today. Thank you, Brad, for joining us. Stick around. Common next on 740 The Fan, KNFL.